name is Jen Bowden, and I believe that building the life of your dreams starts with doing things every single day that you're probably not very good at yet. Also, if you'd like to chat more about the podcast, I'd love to do that. And the best way is probably to follow me on Instagram. I'm Jenny with an I dot Bowden. And don't forget, if you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe. I have not been more nervous to record a podcast before. Oh, okay. This must just be something that's so important to my heart because it is thumping. You guys, I absolutely love being a woman in this world, in this age where I no one batted an eye when I decided to go to university. In fact, everyone encouraged me um, at a time where I had the option of doing so many different things in my life, and it's just exciting. But there are so many things in this world that as I watch my two little girls start to grow and learn that terrify me and that really worry me. So I want to address some of those things. When we talk about women's rights, um, there are so many positive things that go along with that. And especially when you bring the term feminism into it all, there are instantly so many different polarizing viewpoints that can come into play. I'm sure you could sit down with any person in the world almost and bring up the topic of feminism and find some very important elements of it that you disagree on. Um, So we're not going to necessarily focus on those polarizing elements of the conversation of women's rights. What I really want to talk about today is something that I've been thinking about a lot that I think really unifies us in what we want as women and what um, what everyone wants, but especially what um, men want for the women that they love and admire. And that's respect. Um, it, when I say it right now, it seems so obvious, but we're going to dive into it and I hope you'll see why this is so important to me. Um, so if you Google respect, the first hit on Google is just went right along with kind of what I was thinking about when I think about wanting respect for myself and especially for my little girls. Um, It says, a feeling of deep admiration for someone elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. Okay, so that's pretty clear and we'll, we'll get into that a lot more. But I really think it's important for us to focus on that quest for these deep feelings of admiration um, from your abilities, qualities, and achievements because it's so easy to, I think the tendency as women is that we end up um, looking for forms of respect in the wrong places, in places that don't actually bring us to this place. Um, So one area that I think we really do this as women is by trying to increase our sex appeal. Um, 
which is, it's so misguided because sex appeal is by very definition a superficial attribute. Um, and you really see this in popular culture, especially. Um, and I have a, I have an example of how this just doesn't work. And this was a really eye-opening experience for me. It happened when I was 19, I think. And I was in university and I had joined the cheerleading team at the University of Lethbridge. And we had a lot of fun. I got to kind of practice some of my old gymnastic skills that were very rusty and that was fun. And I got to meet some different girls than I usually hung out with. And at one point, they had this fundraiser. And the fundraiser was going to take place at a club called Studio 54. And they said, we're going to be... We were selling tickets for some event at Studio. And they were, I don't know, partnering with us in this fundraiser. And it was mandatory. We all had to go. And I had never set foot in a club before in my life, but I was getting a ride with some of the other girls, and so I showed up at their house that night, the night of the fundraiser, and they took one look at me, and they said, so that's what you're wearing? (laughs) And I looked down at my clothes and checked them over and thought, yep, that's what I'm wearing. I was just wearing a top that I thought was cute and, and some skinny jeans and they said well you're not showing any cleavage and I looked at them for a second confused because I was like you know I don't have really any cleavage but also they, they were I looked at them and they were wearing like the shortest skirts they could find it seemed like and really low cut tops and just kind of trying to like show as much of their bodies as they physically could. Anyways, we dropped the issue and off we went to the club. And as soon as I was there, there was this kind of divide between myself and the other girls who had chosen to dress that way. And uh, a few minutes into hanging out at this club, this guy came over to me and asked me to dance and he turned out to be this amazing swing dancer. So we were just having the best time as he's teaching me all these moves and doing all these fun things and and we danced for a while and then I went off and sold a bunch of tickets and and had just a a great time but while while we were while I was at that club I noticed some of the experiences the other girls were having and and one girl at one point one of the guys had like lifted up her skirt when she was looking so that people could see her thong and another girl had run out crying because of something else that had happened um, with someone she was dancing with and it just seemed like they weren't having a great experience and uh, and I went home from from the fundraiser to the fundraiser that they thought I wasn't going to sell any tickets because I wasn't wearing a low cut enough shirt and um and I sold more tickets than all of them and had a much better time. And so to me, that was just an example so early on in my life that dressing in a way that increases 
my sex appeal or anyone's sex appeal just doesn't result in those respectful behaviors that we're all really looking for. And that doesn't make, I, I don't want to be misunderstood, that does not make the, pay, the behaviors of the men in the club that treated my um, friends that way excusable. It doesn't make them okay. Uh, but that's just the be- best example from my life that really shows in such a clear cut, like it was just so obvious um, that that kind of appeal just doesn't elicit respect at all. And this is, for some reason, well, I know the reason. This is such a hard thing for us to wrap our heads around because um, increasing the sexual appeal of women is almost always tied to things that we can buy. Um, So anytime someone thinks that they can sell you something, essentially, they're going to try. They're going to try so hard. Um, And so that's going to, that's just become such a pervasive message in society because it's constant. Okay. And so for those of you who are thinking, I don't buy into those things. I don't buy into that message. I would ask you to really, really look at how much time and energy you spend thinking about how you look because You don't have to be necessarily spending money to be buying into this societal expectation. It's so pervasive. We might, you might not even realize you're doing it. So just spending energy on it is enough to propel it forward to the next generation, to other people. Um, and those deep feelings of admiration that you really want from other people just aren't coming from this avenue. They're, they're not. So Um, if you feel any measure of hatred towards your body or part of your body, that's a great clue that you are actually feeding into this, this mindset, this dialogue that we have about that sex appeal equals respect and that we need to have it be constantly increasing it in order to have respect from other people and especially maybe to have respect for ourselves. Um, it was interesting in our podcast last week when Christy, if you heard it last week, Christy's mentioned that her life has for a long time revolved around, okay, but when I'm a size two, um, I can have that, like I can be happy when I'm a size two. And that's such a damaging way to think. She kind of explained that and went into it a little bit, but I can give you an example, a similar example from my own life. Um, where, well, let's look at it in the positive first. So say I was to want, um, you know, I look at my values and I look at the things I want to do with my kids and, oh, we want to do lots of hikes this summer and we, I want to take my little guy skiing and snowboarding and maybe I'm, I'm not very good at that yet. So I really need to I really need to work on how strong my body is and especially strengthen my legs um, because I know that if I don't work on that, then I'm going to be held back from doing the things that I really want to do. And so I'm going to um, look at some of the things I want to do in my life. Um, maybe it's like a specific kind of workout. Maybe I'm going to start running more. Maybe it's all of the above. 
to just strengthen my legs and really work on that and give myself that gift. Um, now, from the other side of things, I could look at it from a superficial sex appeal standpoint. And I could look myself in the mirror, get out of the shower, look at my legs. Maybe I'm looking over my shoulder and saying, wow, Jen, you have cellulite on your legs. That's gross. And you need to take care of that. Okay, so which example shows more respect for myself and my body? Obviously the first one, right? Um, and you can do the same thing with Christy's example too, where instead of coming from a place of essentially self-loathing, like I, I'm a size that isn't okay, that isn't sexually appealing enough, coming at it from a place of value. What are the things that I value? How can I honor myself more? Uh, and, and the funny thing is that it might end up with a similar result. The more that I strengthen my legs in order to work towards my goals and in order to lean into my values, the cellulite might disappear on its own. It may not. But the important thing is that my actions and my thoughts are coming from a place of value and a place of respect within myself. Um, and, and Christy could easily do the same thing. And I think she is doing the same thing um, now in her life where she might look at certain things that she wants to accomplish and then set her goals, certain things that she thinks she deserves, whether that has to do with her body, her mind, or, or, or ideally probably making it a well-rounded mix of of everything. Um, and you can see how, like for myself in, in raising these two little girls, I have a, a little boy too, but we're talking about women right now. So, um, in raising these girls, I never want them to watch me decline today. We went out for donuts and I didn't get a donut. I, I got something else instead. And I never want them to see me declining a donut and in any way think, oh, she's doing that because she hates a part of her body or she's trying to fix a part of her body. I would want them to always assume if I decline something um, to eat that other people are eating to think that I'm doing it out of respect for my body. Um, that in some way I'm honoring myself, whether that's like today when we went in for donuts, I just thought that a donut might make me feel a little nauseous. Um, but even that, that's honoring my body. That's saying, I, this isn't going to make me feel good right now, so I'm going to honor it. It's not in any way coming out of a place of disrespect for myself. But even if it was um, for like weight loss reasons or health reasons, that can still come from a place of respect. Um, but it's a, it's a really easy switch to be in a place of instead picking yourself apart, hating parts of yourself, instead of just respecting yourself. Um, and that's just, it's so important. Um, but at the same time, if you're so wrapped up in this sex appeal dialogue, this mentality, it might even be hard to know where to start. Because I'm not suggesting that we all just be gross and don't care about ourselves or the way that we look in any way. Um, but if you're kind of listening to that and thinking, well, what do I, 
if I'm not focusing on this dialogue of sex appeal, then what am I, where do I start? Where do I direct my thoughts? And I think a great place to start is with health and hygiene. It sounds so basic, but uh, great thing questions to ask yourself are, are you taking great care of your body, making healthy choices for your body every day, for yourself every day? Um, another one I kind of ask myself to gauge whether or not I'm really truly taking care of myself is, am I flossing every day? Usually the answer is no, but if I think about that, it usually happens at least a few times a week. And that's something that sounds so simple, but a lot of people just don't take the few minutes every day to do it. And just those questions, am I flossing every day? Am I taking great care of my body? If you're truly doing even just those two things, they're going to make you feel great. Who doesn't love waking up without morning breath? Flossing before you go to bed regularly is a game changer when it comes to morning breath. So <laughs> that sounds okay. Um, but these are like these are actions that are going to make you feel great, those two things. And here's the cool thing. They'll probably actually increase your sex drive. Um, eating really well makes you feel really well probably increases your libido as well. I'm just speaking from sex, from, from personal experience. So I don't know about you guys, but if like doing those things in no way requires you to act as though you're groveling for sexual attention, which sound, it sounds so harsh, but a lot of the the attitudes and actions that we see in our society today to me really is just just a display of groveling for sexual attention. I can't even I can't even put it any other way. That's just that's just the way it, it looks to me. Um which is the whole thing is funny because although a lot of women and even young women like young teenagers tend to obsess over their sex sex appeal to an extreme extent many of these same women actually neglect fostering their sex drive again just speaking from personal experience with the women that I'm in contact to with but um in a marriage for example hours spent in front of a mirror or um on botox or whatever whatever it is each day um significant funds spent on breast implants whatever you're doing that is not necessarily correlated positively with a healthy and fulfilling sex life. So we have two things that seem like they're coming or going in the same direction, but they can actually be really damaging to one another. This uh, quest for sex appeal and, and the actual act of sex itself, they don't necessarily, um, they're not friends. <laughs> I have another story to tell you, actually. When my husband and I were in Vietnam, we went on this crazy motorcycle trip. And the trip was through the southern highlands of Vietnam. And we had this guide with us. And I'm, like, sitting behind hands on the motorcycle, clutching for dear life. And we're driving through these highlands. And it was seriously the craziest experience. That's besides the point. Anyways, while we were on this 
trip, our guide um, introduced us to this indigenous group in Vietnam and and told us that some of their customs were actually matriarchal. And he explained, you know, why that was, why the society had evolved in that way instead of uh, being patriarchal as we consider most societies, especially modern day ones, to be. And, uh, and he talked about how when, because this, this society lived off of the land um, and they had to work in the fields and cultivate crops in order to do that, that the women, even when they had young babies, would work alongside their husbands, brothers, uh, fathers, uh, with their babies strapped to their backs. And that the men recognized this hardship and actually gave them respect in their communities and leadership uh, opportunities in their communities out of, um, out of respect and out of um, admiration, essentially, for, um, for their great strength and in in being so good as mothers but also contri- contributing so essentially to the to the well-being of their people and to me this this story is so beautiful and i just really like the way it shows that respect is earned and I like that phrase and I don't want I don't want that to be taken away from ourselves just yet. We've talked when we talk about the way we feel about our bodies, we've talked about how respect really starts with ourselves and the way we feel about ourselves. And I love that idea that respect for ourselves is also earned. And if we can prove to ourselves on a consistent basis that we will do the things that we say that we're going to do, that we um, can do hard things. Um, I've mentioned my morning runs, my somewhat infrequent morning runs in this podcast a few times. And honestly, that's one of the most powerful things about it. When I have this battle with myself every morning over something that in that moment I do not want to do, and then I get out of bed and I do it. This morning it was probably, I don't know, minus 15 and the snow was pretty deep to be running in. And I went and I still ran my mile. And it only lasted 10 minutes of being a little cold and a little uncomfortable. But afterwards, I felt great, not only because I'd gotten out and moved my body, but because I'd done something that I wasn't sure I would actually do. I wasn't sure if I'd actually have the gumption to do what I said I was going to do. And that feeling feels great. It feels like respect. It feels like you feel empowered. You feel like you can do more things that are hard. And you feel like you can go in pursuit of uh, pursuit of your dreams. And when it comes down to women's rights and feminism and all those things that get muddled and polarizing and hard to talk about sometimes because there's so many complex aspects to them. 
to me, it really just distills down to that one most important part, which is if we as women can truly learn to respect ourselves, to feel deeply admiring of who we are, and to pursue those things that make us most fulfilled, most happy, most ourselves, without any apology, um, and without any being lured into just being stupid and, 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 and not focusing on things that will actually bring you that respect for yourself, then we really don't have to worry about the rest because it, will, it should just trickle down. But, but when I say that, I really mean that we need... We need, to be unpo- we need to be unapologetic enough about it that we're willing to share it. Because the reality of the situation is, is that most women, um, myself included, are not working in a field alongside all of the men in our community. They can't physically see how hard we work for our families, for ourselves, Um, and, and for our communities as a whole, they don't, they can't see everything that we're doing in the same way the people in that, um, in that tribe in Vietnam could. And so we really need to be okay with, um, with showcasing the things that we do and with celebrating them. And one of the best ways that we can do that is by supporting each other as women. And this is an area that we're not great at. That we as women are not good at um, at being cheerleaders for our sisters. And and I, I shouldn't say we're not great at it because I have so many amazing women in my life who are like, oh, just the best. And you can tell from the women that I've been able to have on my podcast that a lot of women are excellent at this and so great at just being each other's cheerleaders, just being each other's um, coaches and best supports. Um, but when we, but we want, when we want to show the world that we respect ourselves, that we are honoring our bodies and our dreams and our womanhood, whatever that may mean for you, that requires us to support each other in doing it because if we're looking over our shoulders telling all the men in our lives why um, so-and-so isn't actually as sweet as they seem to be, then that's going to that's gonna end up coming just not working out for us. So... Honestly, I keep mentioning my little girls, but I think that's the best way for us to, not all of us have, are raising little girls, but if you can even imagine raising a little girl and just the life that you would want for her, one of, one of the things that you definitely want is for her to be able to have amazing women beside who are encouraging her in everything that she's doing well and if there's not something that she's doing well that are calling her out right to her face and, and not, Oh, like just the, we just can't talk badly about each other. We can't. 
I have a blog post on it. It's called A Year of Being Quiet. We can talk about that more later. But I hope that, honestly, like my throat was dry this entire time that I was talking. And you probably keep hearing me swallow over and over again because it's like crazy. But I'm just so glad that I got to talk about this. And I hope that some of it made sense. And I hope that you're all having an amazing day and that you're doing great things with your life because you deserve to be doing great things with your life. Love you all.